This is The Hill, talking rugby league with Sam Perry and Tim Sparks. Hello and welcome to another instalment of the isolated podcast named not after West's East Manly and West Tigers centre three-quarter Terry Hill, nor Scott Hill, nor Gavin Hill. But that place where raw emotion, ill-timed, three beers in mistruths abound, alongside the occasional lucky insight, yes, The Hill is back for another week. And we're back in person, ladies and gentlemen. More on that later. I'm eyeballing sparks. We're eyeball to eyeball here. And we'll be talking about eyeballs a little bit later. Anyway, I digress. As the jocks from the sides of their mouths say in boardrooms, attempting to look strong when in reality they lied about having qualifications, which is a shame because they always did have the ability. They just didn't have the direction. What are we looking at this week? This week on the show, we're talking jabs, broadcast deals, one ref, Trent Robinson, Alan Jones, Park Footy, and whatever else is flicking our collective switch. Of course, the Staples are on the show this week, and they'll undoubtedly throw up more outrage. It is indeed Sparks' turn on Tiger Corner, so no doubt we'll receive some more bland propaganda about the club approaching 10 years um, without a finals appearance in the equalising salary cap era. What could have been is a curious one this week as well. Sparks has chosen that. Some correspondence has come in, finally, with Formine. So it's looking like a pretty packed show. Tim, as I eyeball you here, and we will be talking about eyeballs, I know your countdown clock is on to May 28. How are you, and how's your relationship to the great game this week? I did ask you this as you came through the door, and I thought to myself, should I elbow him? Should, I, should, we, should we touch elbows? I thought, no, I'll just elbow him in the chest with a bit of force. So with that in mind, how's your relationship to the game? It's good. Hello, Pezza. Hello, listeners. Oh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back in person. Mm. You know, we're slowly getting back to what will be the new normal, I guess. So it's really good to be here. Uh, thanks for the swinging arm slash elbow uh, as I walked in the door. That was good. You're looking at four to six weeks, I would have thought, for that. But uh, <laughs> four to six. You said that aside of your mouth. But yeah, look, mate, 12 days to go. Mm. 12 days to go until we get to watch a bit of footy, so... I'm into it. I'm, you know, oh, yeah? yeah, I am. Yeah. You know, I was skeptical early on. I thought they were rushing it and didn't think, you know, they're sort of going in a bit uh, like a bull to a red rag. But no, yeah. I'm into it. I'm, I think I'm ready. I'm ready. I've seen yeah. enough of the old games. Like, I'm not worried about the moral kind of implications of it. It's just a bit of footy. It's not just a cash, a cynical cash grab to satisfy contracts. It's going to be a bit of footy to restore a bit of normalcy. That sort of footy we remember where no one's actually there. Um, they're living in bubbles and you can't see your family and stuff. Um, but, you know, only lost $50 million of a broadcast deal, so pretty good win from the greatest sporting administrator in the land, nay the world, Peter Melendez. Mm. Yeah, good point. I sort of slightly forgot about that. You know, I'm always conflicted with this stuff, you know. Yeah. You know, I understand the moral stuff behind it. I do think it is just a cash grab. I do. Mm. But by the uh, same token, can jo- Joey Leilua bounce back from his performance against Newcastle? Exactly. And that's... Exactly. The, that's the eternal issue with well, rugby league, right. isn't it? Exactly. You know, if we can get over the Sharks in round three, it'll be yeah. two from three and we can yeah. get a bit of a roll, roll on, on, you know, see what happens. Get the Titans after that, you know, yep. and all of a sudden. Hmm. So that's the thing. That's always, be, that's always and, the and, thing with it. And you are a working man. I mean, I know you're a Springsteen fan, for example. Now, Springsteen made a lot of money, but he's also been a voice for the working man. Probably a little bit of a contrast there. Maybe something that might be tough to kind of, uh, you know, s- square that circle. But nevertheless, he's a voice for the working man. And by the same token, you've been a man pretty keen on one referee for a long time. And mm. it looks like your wishes have come true this week via Emperor Peter Volandis. However, there's a small matter of the Fair Work Act and about you know half the refereeing stocks now just completely being out of a job because you know Volandis wanted to run it up the flagpole. It looks like the fans wanted one ref. Save a bit of coin too. So are you on the side of the workers, Sparks, the whistleblowers who just had a contract, all of a sudden the coronavirus comes along, lose their jobs, or is it going to be good to see a bit of freedom around the ruck? <laughs> Once again. Yeah, and again, you just it's always contra- it's always it's hard, isn't it? Look. And, and let, let, let me set this up a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. So this might help get you in okay. to this conversation as we navigate the yes. difficult morality the around rugby yeah. league, the landscape, if you will. And I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just enjoying this without glitches. So oh, far. absolutely. Anyway, yeah. um, there'll be some emotional glitches later. Uh, Trent Robinson was speaking about these issues earlier this week, wasn't he? Yeah, look, uh, he was. He, he was, and, and he made a couple of references. Uh, he had his own view. I think he might have been wanting to stick with two. Maybe it works for the Roosters. Tell me, tell me through the lens of Robinson where you are on, on these particular issues. Through Robinson. Okay, well... 
with the okay, so just before I go to Trent, I've always been a fan of the one referee. I never thought two should have come into it. Uh, so I'm very happy to see it at one referee. I think that's the way the game was designed to be played under one referee. Uh, I feel it's it's just better for anyone. Anyone that's trying to... Because you've got to remember. This is what you've got to remember with refereeing. Right. Okay, It's not just guys or girls, men or women, out there with a whistle trying to tick off every single rule and getting it 10 out of 10 every time. They're oh. not there to do that. They're there says to... Who? Uh, s- says history. Says Tim refereeing a... <laughs> a bloody touch footy game at after perhaps, school care with six perhaps, year olds. Perhaps uh, it's about facilitating a game. Is it's it? A, it is. It is. And you look at the best. Do you say that to judges in a court of law? They, mate, your role is more facilitation. <laughs> no, champion. no, no, no. But that's it's application that, of the that's, law. That's a different. No, no, no. See, that's where we've we've gone down that road in the past ten years. That this is the problem we've created for ourselves with sport. We've introduced this technology in a lot of sports. Thinking that the pursuit of getting every single decision 100% correct was going to make everyone happy. And by everyone, I mean players, I mean fans, I mean coaches, all the stakeholders, right? We've gone down the slippery road of thinking that was the way we wanted to view our sport. It's not. It's not. We want to see a game that flows. We want to see... But uh, Annesley did this, Sparks. I mean, oh. you're making an equation where you're saying more referees means more pen- penalties. Not necessarily. I don't even think the stats back that up. What makes? What is it about two referees that necessarily means more penalties? In fact, maybe there's a little bit more focus. And also, maybe by having two referees in the middle of the ground, there's less focus on the referee. There's less of that, inf- you know, that uh, scenario where a referee might become the centre of attention. You don't really remember who the big referees are these days. Whereas mm. in the past, it was, you know, your David Mansons, mm. your Greg McCallums, mm. your Bill Harrigans, mm. your Stephen Clarks, mm. your, your Eddie Wards, mm. your Mogsin Jadwats to a lesser mm. extent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? That's right. And that's but they're what the centre of attention. Maybe they blow more penalties because oh. it's about them. Oh, mate, they're, they're allowed. They cop a lot of grief from everyone. They're allowed their moment in the sun. And that's the other thing about this you know it, we, we we love to get down on the hill the concourse That's wherever right. it might be metaphorically speaking exactly and you know all in a bit of good humor you know but we want to give the ref a hand and tell him to get him on side you know stop laying all over him particularly if it's a tigers at leichhardt like can we get a penalty will we actually get one here at our home ground but we w- like to use it on a first name basis you know, whether what's it be you do, what's stopping Shane you doing had, that if there's well, two? it's too hard. Once you if there's eight, there's eight referees. You know, mm-hmm. one per game. Mm-hmm. Much easier to just remember. You know, Tim to get him on. You know, so Shane, one hey, Shane do your us a favour. You know, what's that? Having one referee serves your memory issues, if nothing <laughs> yeah, else. But it's much better. And I think it's more pleasant for the referee too because, you know, you start calling them by a different name and they, they've everyone's got an ego. The guys at the top <laughs> and girls at the top of the game, you know. Refer- they're women. Women, sorry. Okay. Men and women. Sorry, uh, I, got, I got in the right ear there. Yeah, you did. Karen and that's okay. Sorry. But look, I'm all... I'm, I'm, I'm for the one ref. And I think you are too. I think you're winding me up here, which I'm not, is I'm fine. Just, just no, ex- no. no. Well, hang on. I just chisel away yeah. so that we can find the truth. It's an adversarial system. It's sure. the Westminster system. Yeah. We chisel away at each other so that we find the truth. And I'm just chiseling away okay. now. I thought as a, as, a, as a boss, as a manager, as a leader, which you are, you know, and you're other in your private yes, work mate. life, which we don't need to go into. We don't. But you are. You're, 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 you're a man of, of leadership. You're a, you're a leader of men, so to speak. <laughs> You you like to operate in a reasonably collaborative, democratic way. You like to true. get people's opinion. You like to empower people. Good you know, point. you're that's a new man. You're a woke man. Yep. Now, two referees, that's rule by committee stuff. Are you saying that while your values in private life are to go collaborative, when it comes to rugby league, you want an autocrat? You want one man, and it's a man that you want in charge, oh, well, and you want a daddy. Okay, Do you well, want a refereeing daddy? Well, the man stuff is a bit. That's you've, you've stretched, don't focus you've on stretch that. that. Don't focus on that. Uh, you want a dad. You okay. want a daddy. Well, look, for refereeing. Well, look, right now I have you know, and we all wear a few different hats in life. I have my rugby league hat on, okay, and. The thing that I can do, Pezza, all right, is uh, when the time comes for league, I can put that league hat on, okay, yeah. and I can, yeah, do that, yeah. I can, I can try and um, just let the other stuff go. Just you're, for different, a while. you're a different person. Just for well, look, does your um, 
Does your girlfriend know that? Know that I'm a different person when it comes to rugby league. <laughs> my rugby as you've league said, hat's on. You said publicly. Oh, I think she's got an idea about it. She hasn't endured a season yet of mm. the code, uh, so the jury's probably still out on that. But I, I mean, she's a pretty intelligent person, uh, so I think she'd have a. You know, there'd be a fair indicator. But anyway, let's again. Do you think one ref means more flow? That's basically what you totally. mean. You yeah. sure it doesn't mean? No, well, I you, do. It doesn't mean one narcissist megalomaniac in the middle making it all about them. I mean, well, they, that's they, part still, of it. they still got a whistle. They blow that thing. That's part game of it. stops. Well, who's the best referee you've watched in the last twenty years or so? Who would it be? <laughs> don't don't just give me the answer that you know is true. Don't stitch me up. Bill Harrigan's best referee. Exactly. Okay. Was he a, an egotistical narcissist? Yeah, yeah. probably. Yes. So that's the interesting, interesting thing. You know, sometimes it's got to go together. And with this, wow, that's just, a big that's a big call. Well, narcissism is a precondition for good refereeing. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, thought like having a good, like actually being well adjusted psychologically is probably quite good in terms of understanding flow and where you fit into the bigger picture. Yeah, I guess that's part of it too. And everyone's going to have their own style, but it's much better with one, much better with one. And now look, I just want to just, can I just talk a little bit about some of the pushback we've got from one group of people in particular. Yes. Not all of them. Mm. You can't you can't tar them all with the same brush. No, you can't. Of course, Stick's been pretty good about this. Well, who are you this. talking about here? I mean, right, Trent Robinson. So Trent you're Robinson, talking about coaches. You're talking coaches, yeah. Yeah. One in particular. Mm. So, Co- so Co- we've been you know having yeah. the one ref, two ref debate. That's right. Robbo. Robbo, he comes on and we... we back hear, to back grand final coach. Exactly. For we, a winner. Yeah, for, yeah, for a, pretty, he had a pretty decent side, didn't he? That is coaching, uh, yeah. He had to get them to the comp. Show some respect. Yeah, well, former West Tiger. Yeah, mate, I think you could have coached the Roosters too, and that's full. That's 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 full respect to you as well. Yeah, well you've got. I know you can coach yourself. And got a, well, no, I'm just saying you or I could do that. You know, as a coaching, we could even do it together, like the Walker brothers, and still coach the Roosters to a a, a, a back-to-back uh, premiership. Anyway, we've sure got we sidetracked again. The thing is, he he comes on, and you're speaking for all coaches. Oh, you know, look, I just don't think the two referees is right for our game. You know, he's like, ah, uh, no, you know, I don't. Odd. So he wanted one. No, sorry. He said the two referees works for our game. Yeah. All right. And then he starts going on to talking about clear airspace, Pezza, and mm. eyeballs. And, yeah. you know, we've got a real good opportunity with a whole lot of clear airspace. Mm. Whatever, whatever in God's name that means, mm. I don't even know what that means. Air, I don't think... Air's usually clear, like, unless there's... Well, depends where you are. True. And I'll tell you one place where air's never clear. Like in rugby league land, yeah. I don't think that, I don't think the I don't think the air was clear from the moment fucking Daly Messenger uh, started taking a couple shillings, you know, and three and exactly. and thruppence. Exactly. Well, <laughs> for exactly. going across from Union, there was there was a bit of dust from there, and it, it's been opaque and dusty ever since. Totally, and and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's clear as mutt. Sorry, but anyway, Robinson's come in, and you know, in his the way that he does, condescending, talks down to mm. everyone. You know, he's smiling at everyone. You got to realize that. Even we're real whack here. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's just I'm just telling you how I feel, you know. Yeah. No, I was just doing it like a Fox Sports uh, headline. Oh, Sparks. right, Sparks goes whack Sparks or something goes like whack that. On yeah, Robinson. yeah. Well, we're not we're not about clickbait around here. Mm, absolutely not. But yeah, I just look. I just didn't like it. He goes, oh, you know, I'm all I'm all well and it's all well and good to try it, you know, mm. somewhere else. Maybe the Canterbury Cup. Maybe the twenties. Maybe somewhere else. Maybe use maybe use you know. North Sydney players as guinea pigs. Yeah, basically. use other people. Animal product testing on animals. Exactly. Use other people who train and sacrifice mm. and want to win and want to do well for their teammates and their fans, or test it on them. But in our game, that was the other thing. He keep he always refers to it as our game. Mm. Not everyone does that, and I was like, it annoyed me before. I've heard him do it before. It talks about our game, our mm. game. I was like. Oh yeah, Trent. Is that, is that you and me? Like we're talking about like our game together, mm. and then as a community. Yeah, exactly. That's what I as thought. As a rugby league, you know, community. But the more I thought about it, the our it just means guys that get paid to do it. So right. the elite guys, it's our game, right. and therefore, if we're going to change our game and disrupt the fabric of our game, mm. oh then hey, I might start losing. I might lose my job. Mm. Well, I mean, can I push back at you a little bit just to chisel this out? Is yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. is, you know, if if he feels like two referees um, is in the interests of the Sydney Roosters winning games, does he not have a responsibility to advocate for two referees then as the head coach? Does, yeah. he, does he not have a responsibility to influence 
for his employer. You know, we do live in a capitalist society. Well, we are wealth creators, you know, and if uh, the pandemic's taught us anything, well, it's that that system might be fucked, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, the arch capitalist dies hard and maybe he's just out there on his, you know, well, you're watching the programs, whatever it's called, Fox League, Fox League Life, Mm. NRL 360, like one's coming back later, whichever one it is that he's on. You know, maybe he just has a duty to the fans, you know. If you could put yourself, and I know this would be difficult for you, but in the shoes of a fan whose team won two comps in a row, and I know that would be tough, and your coach was there, and you knew that they, you know, Robinson just had the formula for winning competitions, and that involved the manipulation of referees and the current structure, etc. And your coach was there. Would you be think? What would you be thinking if it, you know, you're right in this window of winning, and the NRL provides windows for winning, right, Sparks? Oh, yeah, so so. yeah. Not for, for some more than others, it's meant to equalise so that you all get a go. Some teams yeah. don't manage to make the finals of teams. But anyway, um, and you go, this is our window to, to be legends. This mm. is our great squad. And he gets on there and he, and, and he, gets on there and he says, just think, just think people enjoy league better with one referee and you know that's going to cost you games. Will you be thinking, you're a good man, Trent? I, I would think finally some citizenship. Finally, You're a liar. finally, it's some lies. citizenship. I mean, this is this someone's is ba- this is a bad. Someone's face doing this for the for the good of the game. There is still good in the world, the world of sport and league. That's what I would be thinking. Okay, uh, have you got anything on the disinfecting of equipment or anything like last week? Anything else getting disinfected? Well, yeah, mate. The players are uh, gone back to training. Contact has now been introduced, just to give everyone a bit of a wrap of the week here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, still yeah. all the temperature checks, the disinfecting of the, the tackling bags, that's all still happening. Yeah. Uh, ten, 10 people, so not 10 plays, but 10 people, so maybe you're seven or eight plays and a coach or two uh, in small groups working through things, but now starting to uh, introduce some contact, uh, which the players seem to be embracing. Uh, what else is doing, mate? There are the six again. I think there's the, some sort of six again rule as well. Which I guess you know, six again. Which goes into yeah. our which I think would be so much easier to administer uh, with a one a one referee system. system. <laughs> yeah. That's what you're looking for. Uh, and then finally the uh, the entire financial lifeblood of the game. It looks like the Channel Nine and the NRL are closing in on a I mean, numbers don't really matter. If you listen to this show, 1.3 billion TV rights. What that means, as far as I can understand, is that uh, they have renegotiated the existing deal, and that Channel Nine is going to save somewhere in the region of 50 to 70 million dollars, based on what's been lost, both in terms of um, a couple of games and the overall value dropping because of the lack of crowds, etc. So they've just Channel Nine just uh, sorry the NRL have basically just avoided the whole thing becoming null and void and, and mm. you know non financial. So. I don't know what that means for any fan. Uh, it looks like there's some, still some money in the game for a little bit. Yeah, Cheers. mate. Yep. Carry on. Cheers. Okay. Uh, more importantly, let's move on to uh, a, well, a complete change of pace from uh, the deep issues of the game and morality and philosophy to uh, just a uh, childhood game called Who Would You Rather Be? All right, Sparks. Uh, let us know who gave us the options for this week, uh, what we chose, why we chose it. Yeah, so this came through from Ben Shine, didn't it? Mm. Uh, Great friend of the a, show. A, a listener and friend of the show. Mm. Uh, it's coming with a, a real, I think, a, ni- a nice one here for us to, to ponder over. We came over. in with four, actually, didn't he? And we've chosen one. Yeah, we had to choose one. Mm. So I hope you're happy with the selection mm. we made. But here it is, Pezza. Why don't you introduce it? I'm happy to, yeah. So yes. who would you rather be? Matt Singh or Matt King? And a brilliant uh, bit of wordplay from Ben there as well, which would make sense, uh, given the uh, vocation that he's in. But uh, not only they both share the name Matt, but Singing King rhymes. Mm. Anyway, and similar-ish eras, Sparks. So the way yeah. we're going to do it, we're going to do it you know, the, way yeah. we, the way we normally do it. But let's, let's pour over the respective careers of both. But I'd like us to have a focus, Sparks, less on a, sort of a Wikipedia-esque kind of okay. uh, analysis or kind of recounting of, this, of their careers. And I want you to step into the person's shoes. Like, tell me about the career you're having if you're embodying Matt Singh or, in, or as it is in this case as well, Matt King. Kick us off. Right. Well, look, I'll start with Matt Singh. Uh... Born 13 March 1975. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, look, well, obviously he's Queenslander, uh, which is great. I, you know, so that's the first thing. He's a Queenslander and comes down. Which is great. Can we just run into that a little bit? 
What's like, that? It's great. I mean, he's obviously going to be a New South Welshman or a Queenslander. Why is it great he's a Queenslander? Is there a, is there a sort of a dormant Queenslander within you? Well, it's funny you should actually ask me that. I actually have like like some pretty strong family roots from Queensland. I'm learning more and more about this. Yeah, my, my grandfather on my mother's side was is, is well, sorry, was hmm. Queenslander, hmm. Uh, born in Queensland somewhere, Brizzy, I think. <laughs> I'll have to check that. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, I don't know. Came down to Sydney for some reason, and then raised a family in, in Leichhardt. It's, it's not quite the same as like, oh, my grandmother's born in Italy or something. You know, I've got yeah, some I Italian know. heritage. I know. Or, you know, or, yeah. I know. She was from Piacenza in the no- in Italy's north. I go back, I see family there. Like, oh, my grandmother's born in Rocky. Right, yeah. yeah, exactly. switch. <laughs> but no, the thing that I the th- the thing that's interesting about uh, Matt Singh, or the thing that I like about Matt Singh, is the fact that he's a Queenslander just coming down. Into right. New South Wales, cut yeah. his teeth. They all got to do that, really, don't they? Well, most most so, of them but, do. But he's, we're talking 93. So we're mm. there at this stage, he's only thinking it's he's got the Broncos. Imagine that. I wonder if he ever got approached by the Broncos. Um, I, I've often enjoyed thinking about Queenslanders who played at uh, like New South Wales clubs. And mm-hmm. just imagining them in a Broncos jersey, and I tell you what, I actually always can. <laughs> you know it's, what I mean? it's, it's interesting, yeah. isn't it? And, and I, like, if you're a North Sydney Bears fan, it was always confusing as a kid because all the most of the North Sydney Bears players played for Queensland rather than New yeah. South Wales. I could imagine all of that, that, that was those, a hard one. those guys um playing in Broncos jerseys, but anyway, actually, I could only imagine them in Bears jerseys. But I digress. So yeah, so, no, so, of course. Yeah, you're Matt Singh. You're, you're cutting your teeth down in uh, New South Wales. You, yeah. you appreciate that. And in, and in Penrith from '93 to '95, yep. I think that would have been lean years for Penrith. '93 to '95, I don't think they did too much there. Uh so you know that's you know not a bad way to do things. Goes over to the Roosters in '96. Plays most of his career there. Uh, so yeah, plays a, a good chunk of his career yeah. there. That probably would have got some good Super League. I know, like the ARL side of the Super League coin. Uh, yeah, you I know, like so the fact that in did, did you play that era where you got a bit of Super League coin? Yeah, and probably a few stories as well about getting bundled onto buses and mm. you know, people talking here clandestine, some yeah. real like real mafioso rugby league yeah. vibes. So I'm liking all that stuff. Man, he was a try scorer too. Like if you remember, like he's I think he was had a, 176 tries here in 320 games. That's over one in two. Yeah, that's that's a fair strike, yeah. isn't it? To get, it over the, get over the over the over the strike one in two games. I mean, no, I didn't, didn't score many tries in my short career. Um, okay, so it just would have been nice to you know actually try and feel like what it was like to score tries. Uh, that's what I'm thinking there. Then he but then he heads up to North Queensland. So he goes from the Roosters. <laughs> oh one. Well, then you head up to North Queensland. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's right. I get approached by you know uh, Peter Parr Graham Murray. And <laughs> um, and decided, you know, you head back to North Queensland. And and that's where I play 104 games, it says. That's a good little North Queensland uh, period too. You know, that, You've got you know, a lot of time for North Queensland, don't you? You yeah. really enjoy North Queensland yeah, rugby dude, league. Uh, I really like it. It's just heartland. Like I, The places that I like a lot is just the proper heartland. Like that's League heartland. We play yeah. league, you know. That's yeah, why that's I love Newcastle. Why I like Illawarra. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I love North Queensland. And that's why if I, you, you're going to so ask me, a, who would I rather be? Penrith? You like Penrith? Ah, uh, less so now that Ivan Cleary's coaching. You know, before that, Gus Gould started to grind me a little bit. I'll, you know, we've got a bit of Penrith a bit later in the show. And, okay. You know, I'll pay homage from there. Uh, but that's what you're looking at with Singh. And you're throwing in a lot. You're 24 Queensland games. You're probably getting coached by Fatty Vaughton. When's Fatty Vaughton? 95. 95, yeah, first so year. So you got you're part of You're part of that, part uh, of that debut group. Ben Eichen's 19 years of age in the yeah. lift. Fatty Vaughton doesn't recognise him. Yeah. Plays with Gold Coast. So you know, he's doing that stuff. I mean, Eichen played three first grade games in 95. You know that? I learned that today. That. I will talk I about my Bears podcasting. But that sing, that sing. But if we wanted to go over to Matt King, and I would have thought Pezza, yeah, you would, you know, be leaning towards King. Don't for worry about me for now. Oh, I won't worry about you. I'll just keep. Okay. Well, look, <laughs> I'm looking at King. I'm looking at King here with you know a massive like Afro type, yeah. you know, massive arms. Yep. Um, fitting out like a Rabbitohs polo mm, pretty well. Nicely. So I'm happy to be, if I'm doing that, yeah. good pair of sunnies on. And he's always looked pretty happy. He always had a good vibe. Yeah, a good vibe, yeah. King. We saw him at Falls Festival one year. Remember that? No, man. <laughs> well, that's an indication of a. Um, Born in Casino, so he's around the corner from Byron. He's probably got yeah. a nice little level of that. Yeah, Northern yeah. New South Wales boy. Yeah. And so he's, he, he came down. I think he came down to North Sydney. To play for the Bears, I think he was yeah. a garbage man as well. Like he was okay. just he was just a worker, mm. you know. Um, 
Didn't play a first grade game at, at North, but anyway. You know, like, I, I don't think he, like, you know, he wasn't like one of those pathway guys. I'm not sure. Maybe he was. Um, but I just remember those stories about him, like, working as a, as a garbage man and playing league, you know, in that era when it was, like, the early 2000s. It was a bit of a throwback there. Isn't pathway almost the worst word in sport? Sorry. Go on. Yes. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's simply... I'm established there, easy. Uh, then you're going down to Melbourne, 03. So, and again, they sort of like had a couple of down years, 03. Like they were sort of building towards mm. uh, their sort of dynasty there. So you're doing that, playing some origin, which would be good, some country origin. Play for Australia, you do all of it. A lot of time in England. They reserve grade at Cronulla. Anyway, go on. A lot of time in Warrington. That you know, 106 games. It says here that's a, that's what it's three, a good that's three a good four good circuit in is England. That, is that four seasons? Uh, you know, so look, King's a great career, and I think if you had to put you know your Matt King up against you know a different Matt Matt Parrish, for example, hmm. um, I'm probably gonna go with King. But is Matt just, Parrish a winger? Uh, no, I think he was oh. a half, wasn't he? Yeah, the no, Tigers. But, you know, Singh is just a great career. And he's probably, like, not a guy that gets enough credit either. Wearing headgear as well. Pretty comfortable with that. Singh. Singh. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. In who would I rather be? Yeah. I'd rather be Matt Singh. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yourself? Uh, yeah. I, I think you laboured over that for a little while. But um, <laughs> um probably be careful a, what you wish for, A mate. bit snappier. Yeah, that's a good point. I thought about that when we started this podcast. <laughs> but, um, no, that's hard. That's, that's, that's a withdraw that remark, Mr. Speaker. <laughs> Enjoy this podcast greatly, but uh, Matt King, Matt King v Matt Singh. Well, uh, first thing I'd say first, I mean, you've gone through where they played and blah blah blah. So we don't need to go over that territory, right? No, things no, I want no, things I want to highlight about uh, things I want to highlight in comparison. I think um, both actually quite fine players as wingers, and if you were if they played for your team, you'd be very very happy for them to play for your team. Uh, both would have been excellent performers. Um, Matt Singh, I think, is actually a level above Matt King as a player. Uh, and you didn't really touch enough, I think, on the fact that he played 24 games for Queensland. I mean, that's that's probably a couple of games out of literally being in the top 10 um, for appearances yeah, wow. for Queensland, although pretty much every Queensland player is in the top 10 because they just pick the same people. But uh, yeah. uh, and, and then 14 tests for Australia. So that's, that's significantly more than King at just rep level. King was um, nine New South Wales games, 10 for Australia. Now, the thing that was good about King's rep career, though, was he was on the end of a back line. You know, I'm oh. on the end of a back line. Oh, okay. with, uh, I'm on the end of a back line in, like, uh, what, 05, 06, yeah. well, 05, let's say. With he Joe probably Ed. played in that 05 Andrew he, John's origin. He was on the so end of the back line. Just amazing. With, um, uh, you know, you have you have Fittler there, you have Mark Gasney there, Matt Badiris, um Minicello, just, you know, Ben now. Kennedy. It's pretty good origin side to be part of. Now, I'm, I'm offering you the opportunity to be part of that origin side when Joey comes back and to circuit around with Joey. Mm, well, uh, yeah, right. You know, I'm mm. offering that to you and instead you're saying, oh, I'd like to go down to Penrith and, you know, cut my teeth, probably living out fucking, you know, in, uh, let's say, Mount Druitt, you know. <laughs> well, I don't have to say, you're playing at Penrith, you know, yeah, yeah. make your commute to Penrith Park, you're probably not in a lot of money or whatever. I'm giving you Matt King, fitting yeah. out a polo. Yeah, true. You know, playing for New South Wales. Yeah, but, I've gone, uh, but, I've gone up to, but I've gone up to Townsville to play with Thurston. Mm. Yeah, now I'm talking. To play with now, Thurston. Now we're talking. You know, first grand final. The building blocks for their first premiership. Thurston needed an arm around his shoulder when he came you know, up Matt from Bowen. Canterbury. I was playing, mate, I was, mate, I was on the end of a back line of Matt Bowen and Jonathan Thurston. I know it's no Joey and Frederick. I get that. It's not, yeah. What about the circuit after Joey and Frederick? And you're Matt King. And oh, you're mate, pro- haven't you watched one of the, the Matty Johns blokes. podcast? All they do is talk about the circuit in Townsville. The bloody Cow's Place or whatever it's called or something. Mm, I don't yeah, know. Whatever. Cow's Place, I think. It's, <laughs> I think it's called the Cow's Place. I've circuited in Townsville a few times, actually. It's pretty good. Okay. Well, I think that was a pretty good analysis. And we both agree that Matt Singh was a better player and we prefer his career. Uh, thanks to both guys for playing and thanks to... Ben Shine. So let's move, let's move um, incongruously onto the issues of the game through our yes. um, through the Are You Interested segment. Now you yeah. brought along what I understand to be eight to ten articles <laughs> um, this week. So I'm going to be reasonably ruthless uh, in my views about whether I want to hear. Okay. Going. And I'm going to do it on behalf of the listener. <laughs> okay. So uh, right. let's let's go. All right. Okay. So there's uh, a <laughs> simple simple uh, question for you. Uh, Speedy Sharks impress Morris from NRL.com. Pezza, are you interested? (laughs) 
No, just give just give me some just top lines. Like, give me some top line stuff. I'm not interested. Just oh, who's well, fast? Few blokes have come back and, and beat time trials. And, 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 and who's on that? NRL.com. Yeah, NRL.com. Yeah, yeah I, I no. don't. You You're in, interested? No. Can we just say for the listener as well, though? Like, it, it, take it as a given that Sparks was sufficiently interested in all of these articles that he brought them to the show. You've read all of these from NRL.com. You, you actually have a very interesting consumption habit around reading official mouthpieces. Like you like the you like the straights. Well, they're not really straight, but they're presented as straight stuff from like NRL.com, WestTigers.com. Here no, we go. No doubt you like Cricket.com.au. Oh, you know. Here we go. How about this one for this is from Fox Sports. You know, or Flog Sports, as I heard someone <laughs> <laughs> call it. This it's week. not bad. Uh, walk in there with a machete. Right. Kent reveals NRL staff as sly move started Vax furor. Did I pronounce that right? Furor? Yeah. Uh, are you interested? Um, is the question. Uh, yeah, just give, just gives a bit more. Yeah. So what's this? Paul Kent well, said Paul that Kent's someone needs to walk into NRL headquarters with a machete. Yeah, and he's actually saying that it should be Peter Volandis. That's the best oh, part of yeah, it. Yeah, I love that. He says Volandis should into actually his own go shop. in there. Go into there and, um, and hack up. Uh, I think he said the word was abscess. Is that would that be right? Would that right. make sense? Yeah, it's a it's a um, bit of a toxic internal growth. An yeah, abscess. yeah, the abscess. Uh, is I went on my tonsils out of the place. Anything would have been better if he said it out of the joint. Mm. But basically, yeah, it says like the Australian Rugby League Commission amended the wording of the waiver of the anti-vax after the government signed it, or something like that. Uh, and yeah, Kent was just his usual aggressive. Paul Kent, who Ourself. every two or three sentences manages to work no. himself up into um, a furor, as you would say. Yeah. And yeah, just, I mean, I, I guess it's probably worth pointing out that um, in the current environment, generally probably best not to use metaphors mm. that invoke violence, especially when it's a mixed metaphor where the machete is being used on an abscess. I mean, an abscess is usually internal, and any kind of machete is not going to do the job. That it needs to do so, an abscess is actually oh, going to create. Point. You actually need an ab- some well, sort of more like medical um. Well, if you have scapula, an on your, scapula, on your, is that yeah. what? That's so it actually requires surgical treatment right. and actually a lot of precision, which is probably what should happen with the NRL and the dealings with the vaccinations and stuff. Like legally speaking, we'll get onto Bryce Cartwright because he's been allowed to play probably for legal purposes. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah. um, if you took a machete to an abscess, you're actually going to do more damage to the entire body than. Were you to use the correct yeah, instrument, yeah, right. you actually. Yeah, if you have one, on your, so I had one of my tonsils, right? Right. I actually that was dealt with through putting, um, um, through anally inserting um, like um, pain relief. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, for your tonsils. Yeah. Well, that's what I, that was part of it. And so, but I'm saying was it was a um, I can't remember. I think I had to go under anaesthetic to kind of get the abscess right. sorted out. Okay. But part of it was anally inserting. So, and I guess my point is, um, there's a wide way, like a, a sort of a. A long way of saying, look, going the long way around of saying, uh, you know, when you're dealing with specific surgical and medical issues or legal issues, as in this yes. case with vaccinations, yes. you require some um, expert uh, expertise and expert technology and probably the latest in medical supplies. You, you don't use a machete. Okay. You don't take a machete and put it down someone's yeah, throat. That's yeah. And even though Paul Kent has liked to, I'll be harking in, back in, to a invoke that image. Well, you're going to do more. Well, time. well, well, Tim, you're going to do more damage than what was there from the start. Okay. You're going to cause more problems. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Not interested. Okay. Well, I learned something there. Uh, just to flow on from the anti-vaxxer stuff, uh, Pez are also on Fox Sports. This one here uh, reads: uh, anti-vax players stood down. Bra Boys, Kobe Aberton supports Bryce Cartwright. Are you interested? Well, I read, I read this. Ah, so you are interested. Hey, and at this point, and we should have addressed this, addressed this at the top of the show, for those who are listening on Saturday or Sunday, thank you very much for, for your patience and uh, apologies the show didn't come out on Wednesday night. Um, we had recorded a fair bit of it and then we had a technical issue. And, you know, um, although we haven't, Tim and I haven't um, expressly agreed to do this, together we're both backing each other around the the cause uh and the reasons behind the technical issue um but we we just support each other and um uh we we take responsibility as a team for the fact that it didn't come out on wednesday evening do you agree with that tim i'd agree yeah i'd agree and 
uh, I'll put my hand up and say I played a, a, a fairly large role in the um, technical sort of difficulty. Um, you know, and we're about accountability here. Uh, I think oh, those two sentences fucking don't go hand in hand. As far as the show. You said you played a fairly large role. What do you I'm, mean? Well, I'm happy to I'm happy to put my hand up and say that I did play a fairly large role. Uh, does that in, does in, that infer that there was other roles to be played in it? Well, look, you know, uh, you know, the connectivity sort of issues around. Uh, oh, the, I see the, the MBN and, and things like that. Uh, obviously, it was part of it, and then me forgetting to press record on the. Recording device also led to it, but more than anything, I apologise to listeners. And, uh, well, we do, and I guess I'm reminded of that when we get to this point, because on that show, we won't do we, we won't do on this show what we did in that show, which is I actually asked you to read Kobe Abaddon's entire thing, which I think oh, took yeah, a bit I too don't, long. We would, so no, so that's, a, that's an improvement on this week, okay. on, on this show. But that's a look, positive. I'm, I'm a bit interested. I'm a bit interested in Well, basically, show. Kobe Abaddon, who I hadn't really heard of. I've met him once, yeah. Since, have, did you really? Yeah. I haven't at heard Ivy, of this at uh, Strut the Streets, world's largest swimwear parade, going for a Guinness yeah, World right. Record. Yeah, we're in Bundy Smugglers. I haven't heard of him since I reckon about oh two thousand and four. Okay, oh two thousand and four. Two thousand and four. Okay. Th- for some reason, like the Bra Boys, Maroubra Boys mm-hmm. community, it's a community surf group. Yeah, you called them a gang, gang. on Wednesday. Well, yeah. some might. Anyway, he's here supporting, saying that. It's all good not to get any boxes. And well, it's essentially saying Bryce Cartwright's um, partner is a good, you know, is a good um, person. Good person. Grew up uh, together. They grew up together, and then there was a few. Well, I mean, can you just maybe read the last couple of lines of, of what he was saying, just around people maybe needing to think for themselves a little bit? It was just a post he gave. You can go and look at it. Um, as the Hello Sport Boys would say, do your do your own research. Yeah, yeah. But get on his Instagram. Out. Oh, well, he. What is he? Like it's hard to navigate what you want me to read in this bit. Now just, they yeah, just go last five lines. Pick it up from there. I'm First, sure they ruin miss. all our businesses and we hard go. work we have done over the years mm-hmm. while government and fast food stayed open. A lot of small Australian businesses are broke or struggling because of this. Now they want us to get vaccinated before international travel. That's why they got you all home in Australia. Get back to your own country. You're all going to die shit. The joke is on us and we'll pay for it with our kids' health. I, it's up to you, but I stand... With people like Chanel and Bryce Gibbs, then he gives a fist pump. Hashtag, no more vaccines. There's this kind of um. That's fucking dangerous. Implication. And we shouldn't have read that. <laughs> well, let's firstly then let's just do just the say we're thing mocking and, it. Well, let's just say we we um and and uh, let's just do this very soberly and without any um, satire. We we condemn the words of um, was it Kobe Abaddon? Was that him? Yeah. 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 Kobe. Not to be confused with Keith Arthur or Michael Atherton. No. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, um, anti-vaxxers are morons, Tim. Yes. And there's an implication here that uh, there's a state-sanctioned um, vaccination program going on that the COVID-19 issue has been confected so that people can get vaccinated for purposes of government control. And, um, yeah, hell of an, um, probably hell of an allegation. On the other hand, vaccinations have been proven to um, help uh, eradicate uh, diseases that have killed heaps of people. So, mm. you know, make your own choice um, that you are entitled to do that by law, as Bryce Cartwright's finding out. And, um, but also, please uh, vaccinate your children and yourselves. Cheers. What's yeah, next? Absolutely. Something I've got, I've got a few to go here, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just, yeah. you know, throw through these. Uh, how about something, uh, yeah, it's from NRL.com, mate, just uh, round three predicted teams. No. Just Dewey switches, hip grave cleared. Uh, you know, a fair bit no. of stuff going Where on is here. Where do we play? They basically just well, the NRL dot com writers or whoever just just they just predict all all the teams. No thanks. Uh, Next, you're not interested at all. No, I'm not like interested. The listeners in, are interested. Not interested just, in NRL dot com um, mouthpiece interns five days ago saying who might play, and also like you're the loser out of uh, that. Jack White. Uh, not, they got not, George Williams. The Raiders will go with George Williams at the seven there. I want to know what ads you exposed uh, yourself to as you scrolled down. They've said Rappiner is not playing. They have they've not included Jordan Rappiner in um in the Raiders side, for example. Interesting stuff there. This 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 segment loses its integrity if I say I'm not interested in you continue reading. Okay, anyway. yeah, good point. I'll go into the next one. Uh, back to Fox Sports. Uh, Flog Sports. <laughs> yes, uh, Pezza. Uh, headline reads: Galen praises May for not being a rat dog <laughs> over TikTok saga as clear yeah. his brazen lie. 
New lie exposed. Oh, are you interested? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, How I'm into good. this. Okay, so I know you are. I'll just tell you what Gallon's basically said. Can you imagine being a rugby league player dobbing in your housemate and your yeah. teammate? You'd be called a rat dog for I'm the rest of the him. year. He's done the right I'm thing. I'm with him. By his mate, by not dobbing on him, and he's been fined 15 grand on top of what's already got to pay for his indiscretions last year. He'll miss two games. I'm with him. I think he's right. I... I, I I absolutely think he's right, and I think what Nathan Cleary did was wrong, etc. Though not unpredictable from um, young people like mm-hmm. who, who are conditioned to believe that they are elite and um, mm-hmm. are often above the law or maybe above community standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that wasn't like yeah, that wasn't unexpected. And his housemate knew about it, and his housemate's getting in trouble, Tyrone May, because uh, he didn't dob him in. I mean, mm-hmm. I. I Sympathise with Tyrone May's decision not to do that, and and you know if I was playing the NRL for any club, let's just say the West Tigers, and I mm. came up against Tyrone May and he dobbed Nathan Cleary, and I'd be the first to call him a fucking rat dog. Rat dog, yeah, yeah, here he is, a rat dog. Yeah, it's interesting that Gallen, yeah, rat dog. Yeah, it's interesting. Gallon only would say he'd be crowned rat dog for the year. I was, I was hoping you'd say rat dog for life. Statute of limitations. You know, let it go at the end it's of like, the year, no. but that this season you're <laughs> a rat dog. <laughs> yeah. If any year it would be good to be a rat dog would be this year when the crowds can't get involved. Mm. Anyway. How about... Well, you, you... I mean, and the thing is, like, you, you sledge Gallon a little bit and there's good reason to do so. Yes. But Tyro May turns up at Leichhardt. You're there on the 20-metre line, as you always are. Andrew Webster calling you the rugby league's great on washed, oh, as he you. did about a decade ago. Yeah. Oh, look it up. Are you interested? Are you interested in that one? <laughs> <laughs> it's the most interesting article. Look that one up if you're new to the show. <laughs> Search Andrew Webster, Trent... Uh, what's his name? Waterhouse. No, hang on. What's his name? What is his Gay name? Waterhouse. Tom Gay Waterhouse. Waterhouse. Yeah, Trent Tom Waterhouse. Anyway. So sorry. Anyway, sorry, anyway, Trent. Anyway. Tom Waterhouse. Andrew Webster. Leichhardt Oval. Great unwashed, <laughs> and you'll uh, you'll see an article about Sparks where he's not named. But um, I, I, I didn't. But, do that uh, one. but well, if uh, Tyrone may it, it happened, mate. Don't be embarrassed. No, it I'm happened. Not, I'm not, I'm you you got to own your actions. Accountability around here. You know that. And uh, yeah, if he turned up and Gallon had called him that. You'd be calling him a rat dog all game. Yeah, probably. D- tell, tell me that's wrong. No, it's not wrong. It's correct. But, I mean, how about Cleary's lies, though, mate? Just before I push on to the next article, yeah. I mean, fair income. Like, it was so obvious he was lying from the start. And then it, even the, the whole Uber thing, it's like, that's not how Uber works. If you book an Uber, you have to stay at the spot that you booked it, right? Hang on, this is a very poorly serviced area. But even so, I mean, that would be But even case. still, yeah. you're not going to go around to someone else's house and go, mm. oh, yeah, we just booked an Uber from your house. Like, it's just... I mean, if you're going to lie... he lied twice, if, didn't he? Yeah. Wasn't it a double lie? Else, yeah. If you're going to lie, like, at least... People... There was a lot of talk saying that the Panthers, like, they sat down and focus grouped the lies and said, I'll just say this and we'll be right. And, you know, who's the, who's the head coach of that club? Well, that's right, mate. That's what I'd say. And, and, and where's your... What's your view on his... Um, well, that's what I'd say about culture. Nathan. Yeah, exactly. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree, mate, as they say, you know. You reckon Cleary should Ivan be halfback for the for the Blues? Ivan Cleary. Oh yeah, are you gonna say the Tigers? Now that you've, you know, sacked three of their best players, including the world's best player. Oh yeah, no, I'll be here, yeah, I'll be sweet. Yeah, no, I would you know, culture change, all the rest of it. Oh yeah. Three or four weeks later, oh, no, I'm actually not here anymore. Mm. And I'll let you know via text message. Oh, that's good. About time we started getting a bit of this out here. All right, mate. Stop focusing your derision on Jason more, Taylor, who's artic- also a friend of the show and came on the show. Two more articles. Two more articles. Uh, Broncos coach Anthony Seabold destroys the anti-vaxxers with the brilliant beer analogy. Oh, I should have done this one before with the anti-vaxxers, but... No, I don't uh, think it's a follow-up. You interested? Read the, read the analogy. Uh, I'm not, because I think Seabold's increasingly becoming David Brent. Okay, so he goes, yeah. Uh, if we're going to if we're gonna cater for the minority, then we're kidding ourselves, really. If you're having, having to go to Sydney because seven players from a couple of teams haven't got the jab, I think it'd be quite unfair. goes on to say... It's like going to the pub, Pezza. We do that from time to time sure. when you're allowed. Sure, sure. Uh, when you go to the pub, you don't like you don't like paying ten dollars for a schooner, Correct. do you? But you want the company, a bit of connection with mates, and to put a bet on, listen to the music. You pay the ten dollars. You cop the ten dollars because you're at the pub. Otherwise, you can pay two dollars fifty and drink hard super drives at home. If you want to play footy, get the jab. If you don't want to play footy, stay at home. Um. <laughs> Are you interested? What's doing? What's well, doing? Why is it the only option that if you stay home, you've got to drink the super dries? I thought it would have been the other way around. Like at home, you can actually pretty much go and purchase any beer you want and bring it home, mm. by and large. I think Seabold's like, he's gone to Harvard, obviously, probably for a short executive course. And what like the, the point he's trying to make is, 
sometimes you have to pay a price, like a, a yes. price that you don't see or a premium, yes. a, a, a tax. Yes. For the extra things on top of the direct product that you want. In this case, the direct product is playing rugby league, but the price to actually do it in the pandemic era is a flu vaccination, which actually is something we should be very grateful for having access to in the Western world generally. Mm. And a lot of people would actually fucking do, um, would, would pay much more for. But anyway, uh, and then he's comparing, he's, he's thought to himself, well, how can I make this analogy? You know what people like? You know what young people like? Pubs. Yeah. You have to pay for that a little bit rather than drinking super drives at home. Now, I actually feel personally offended by that given we're sitting here. We're not drinking super drives. We're at home. Yeah. We're drinking beers and I'm yeah. having a good time. And exactly. I, I'd like to be able to do that and get a, and get a flu jab. To be honest, yeah. So I'm starting to get a bit confused by what Seabold's saying, and I don't know. He's starting to he's starting to build up a little bit of a portfolio of work, let's say, mm. of um, some word mincing. Now I'm not one to judge that. I'm, I'm no, I'm no, king, king fair of a, enough. King of a word salad. Use three words when you could use one. Mm. You know, I'm still mm. I'm, I'm on my journey. Maybe he's like still into his tactical periodization and stuff like that. You know, we talked about in previous episodes of the show, mm. so. Well, that's obviously famously based on Raver Hyen, mm. the, uh, the Dutch football coach. But yeah, anyway, yeah. that's a strange Man United crossover. No, I like it. Now. Uh, so, yeah, no, not interested. Yeah, right. Can I give you one last one? One last one. To, to round it out, I think this has, been a pretty, I think this has been a pretty good segment, Pez. Okay. I hope the listeners get in touch if you agree uh, on the <laughs> socials and et cetera. Uh, the last one, Pezza, uh, comes from westtigers.com.au and it says, why every Super League fan should support West Tigers. Are you interested? Humor me, mate, just for a sec. Are you interested? Castleford Tigers. The reason Castleford Tigers fans should like the Tigers is because they're also a tiger. Uh, Catalan's Dragons. We get you. There's traditional clubs with their long history, and while we got the same, we're also starting new. So, because you guys were established in 2000, you like the Tigers too. Are you interested? It keeps going. No. It keeps going. I think. I think. Hull FC. No, no. You have a lot more. No. You have a lot more agency in Tiger Corner, which is coming up <laughs> okay, next. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, according to the rules of the show, you can bring into that what you want and sell it in. But <laughs> while I get a choice, I'm not listening to that. Okay, uh, fair Genuinely, enough. and I'm sorry to the listeners who are, who are screaming into their earpieces now. No, no, tell us the rest. <laughs> tell, us, tell us why Warrington Wolves fans should follow the West Tigers. Anyway, that well, might have been an ARL 96 team. Was that a good segue? Strange. Time for Tiger Corner. Cue the music. Here comes the Tigers wearing black and gold. Here it is. Tiger Corner. Tiger Corner. Corner. And for those that wanted to know, Hull FC, it just said Gareth Ellis. That was the the deal there. Pezza, welcome to Tiger Corner. Uh, (laughs) We've been doing listicles. We have been. We've been doing listicles. And I kind of feel like most people are probably a bit listicled out. You know, they've been copying a listicle here at Tiger Corner. They've been copying listicles on social with the programs. It's nothing but lists. All right. So I think let's have a spell. Just for a week. It's exciting. You know, we've got the draw. We know what's happening. I thought it might be good. More into the sort of standard Tigers preview, review. And also just have a bit of a check-in. You know, check-in to see what's going on. I'll try and give a bit of a wrap of what's been happening uh, around the club and where we might be placed. Uh, heading into our um, our clash with the sharks. Is that okay? Because I didn't I didn't tell you that before the show. That's okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, sweet. Oh well, the first announcement uh, is that we've signed Sean Bloor um, uh, from Penrith, which uh, is, is really exciting. I think it's really, is exciting. really exciting. And let me guess. And this is Sean Bloor, which literally sounds like the name of someone that you'd make up if the police stopped you and you wanted to come up with a fake name. Oh, my name's Sean Bloor. Um, uh, let me guess, really excited to beat the Tigers and, you know, maybe maybe Benji got in touch or something like that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a young bloke from Penrith. Like, I think he's a bit of a back rower. Captain their SG ball side, Australian schoolboys, uh, New South Wales under-20s, I think. You know, lots of, you know, done a lot of good service in the pathways. The pathways. Oh, good. He's uh, a pathways boy. So I think it'd be good. I think that caps off the squad for the Tigers now. I think they need one more um, player uh, by the end of the financial year. So Sean's a guy. Well, hang um, on. I mean, there's there's some late movement in terms of the Tigers. Well, possibly. Squad, and that's. I'll get to that. I'll, well, we'll just go straight to that now. Uh, yes. Yeah, is, is, is the cap sp- complete? Is the side complete? Well, that's what we're not 100 percent sure on. It would have been, uh, but there's been a lot of word 
uh, Josh Reynolds is actually going to go back to the Dogs, Pezza. Like, we, we sort of obviously... A lot of word. It's not confirmed yet. Well, obviously this was planned to go out on a Wednesday. Um, the technical issues uh, stopped us from doing that. So it would have been a bit more topical Connectivity then. issues. Uh, but it does sound like there's just been a few little rumblings yeah. like for the last week, but nothing like massive, like just a little thing here and there, like not back page stuff, you know, certainly not front page stuff uh, of the papers, but just enough to suggest that, oh yeah, there's something doing, there's something doing. And they reckon he's actually going to go back to Canterbury. So I, I don't really know how that's going to work because the Tigers are paying Josh Reynolds $900,000 per season. Uh, to play, I think it is a five-game average, uh, from and I think a few of them from the bench. Uh, so thanks, Ivan Cleary, for that. Uh, but I think it's going to be done, Pez. So, I are, are you look- sure you're not? I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at stuff online here, and there's a scooplife.org, which I've never heard of. Has said you know Canterbury Bulldogs move on Brandon Wakeham uh, and Kieran Foran as prospect of Josh Reynolds' return fades. Oh, fade. Sounds like agent talk to me. Yeah. Sounds like agent I, talk. Look, I think they're still, you know, crossing a couple of the T's and dotting a few of the I's. Uh, but it sounds like the last I saw or heard uh, was that it's going to be sort of completed over the next couple of days. So if we stay tuned, this will come out on a Sunday. What I, I a horrific move from the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs <laughs> if they decide to do this for romance purposes. Huh. I mean, Christ alive. <laughs> You know, you, f- you fear for the club. And, uh, you, I mean, you are sitting here literally bouncing on your seat at the prospect yeah, of Josh it's, look, Reynolds it's a great result. moving out. Nothing against well, you, Josh. You're talk- well, you're talking in past tense because I've I got a feeling you may be being set up for a bit of um, well, a bit of a fall here. Because, Me? Well, well, Josh. It's, well, it's not necessarily the case. I mean, well. Matt, Mark, Mark McGuire, I noticed, you know, you try and, you know, read the tea leaves, read between the lines, yeah, yeah, the yeah. media talking. And Mark McGuire was saying, like, look... You know, as far as I'm concerned, he's in our squad, and I've, as long as I, until I hear anything different, that's going to be the case. Now, that's not something you would say about someone who's just absolutely entrenched with your squad, and there's no other issues involved. You, know, mm. you wouldn't say that about Adam Dewey, for example. Yeah, that's right. Or, or um, Luke Brooks, you just say, "Oh, yeah. well, he's the halfback," and that's yeah. you know, and he, he's you wouldn't say that really about your work. best player, like you know, um, yeah. Chris Lawrence, or you know, Adam Dewey, or um, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. And look, you know, in, in, in some ways, I do feel for Reynolds. Like he hasn't done anything that he's you know. You know, he's done everything that he was doing at Canterbury, which was, you know, trying his best, mm. trying to get on the field, not getting on the field, and being paid a hell of a lot of money for it. Like, good luck to him. But I think it's going to be best for everyone uh, that that happens. And it sounds mm. like Dewey is at fullback too. I mean, you can lock that in. And that's one thing you can take away from the first two games, oh. definitely, okay. was that Dewey was class, Pezza, uh, one of the best players on the park. And I think I like having a strike player at the centres, but it just means that Mbai is going to be in the centres with um, Leilua. Mate, they're a complete mess, the Tigers. So let's uh, keep going. Do it fullback. The I enti- think that should entire, be good. The entire roster is a complete. Okay, mess. the last one I'll just quickly say is the Mormorovsky Harry Grant uh, transfer <laughs> did go through, and the missing link, the real missing link that I've said for a while now, this year was the hooker position. All right, hooking it's most, position, the hooking role. Mm. Uh, most important player on the field touches the ball first, uh, and then passes it, you know, to the first receiver. So have a look at some of the stuff that we've seen over the years with some hookers. Uh, it's going to be really, really good to see. I'm excited to see him in. And that's Tiger Corner for the week. Pezza will be back next week. I don't know. We can do a listicle. We can do something special. Uh, but, you know. Maybe throw it over the listeners if there's anything they'd like to learn about the Tigers before the season proper starts and start, yeah. And Spark starts talking about, you know, Joey and Le- Luciano Leilua and why he's very upset that Josh Reynolds has stayed at the club and, you know, speculating as to why and probably blaming every club but his own. Um, so if there's anything you'd like to hear in terms of Sparks' views on the Tigers, it's a bit more evergreen, you know, that's not mm. so sort of news uh, connected, that would be. Like I could pick the yeah, best open. West Tigers side, like the all-time, you know, West Tigers side or something like that if yeah. people Make want. it imaginative. I mean, maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe volunteer, you know, your, your, your top five most disgraced moments at Balmain <laughs> Leagues Club <laughs> <laughs> as a West Tigers fan that you remember. Only five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Top five worst conversations had with anyone involved at a professional level with the Tigers. <laughs> worst or best, depending upon best. who you ask. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Depending on what, yeah. Uh, okay, right. well, that's all right. it. That's, that's it. For it. The, for and, the and, and let's roll on with you, uh, uh, some more of your innovations. This week we <laughs> okay. had uh, What Could Have Been, where we, you know, even if you are new to the show, 
Yeah, this that's is a, right. This is a hypothetical um, because right. hypotheticals are another f- function of this pandemic, um, another unimaginative function of it. But uh, we're, we're doing better than sort of remembering great games or anything. We're trying to put uh, two, essentially, uh, well, Sparks is trying to put two, uh, you know, m- mediocre but challenging hypotheticals to us around who may uh, who may win out of two teams that may have turned up that week. Now, Sparks, it looks like you don't have it. No, I got it, I got it. Yeah. Right, and i got to say, uh, great interactions from the listeners. Great, you know, yeah, we thank really, you, really yeah. appreciate it. Thank you. I didn't give them much notice And those who do interact are obviously staying with the show for sort of 50 plus minutes. Totally, which is really good. So yeah. I didn't give them much notice. But what I did this week was I went with uh, the 94 Canberra Raiders up against the 2003 Penrith Panthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed okay. talking about this on Wednesday. And so, yeah, well, we're going to do it again. Yeah, let's do and it we're going to do it with the listeners, again. okay? Yes, and do it for the listeners. With and for. Exactly. Uh... And as I was, as as I do, I Pezza, I, I pick the teams, and sometimes I'll just drop them straight in from uh, a certain game. Sometimes I make up the best, you know, side that could have been mm. in that year. Anyway, going through the '94 Raiders, and I'm just going, you know, Mullins, Nagus, Meninga. It was just going, who is going to beat this side? Really, you know, that's sort of how I thought. So I thought had to put a bit in Penrith's way. I almost gave him a start. That would have been disrespectful. So I didn't do Absolutely. it. Absolutely, even uh, the but, thought is disrespectful. But what, I, but what I did was I, I, I put it on a Sunday, three p.m. at Penrith Park. Mm-hmm. Okay, dry track for them. They love that out there at Penrith. Yeah, uh, especially TV game. TV game. TV game yep, Channel Nine game. Uh, so three p.m. But it would have been the delayed. You know, the, before, when they used to delay it uh, back in those days. Uh, and the Panthers were also on a late season run. Okay, so they really had their tails up. Uh, and the feedback was great. You know, Ben Shine, tough to split him. Penrith were almost unbeatable. So a lot of lot of love for the 03 Penrith side. This is what I liked about it. Ben Shine there, but he said, you know, yeah, Penrith almost unbeatable. But having said that, Stick, David Meninga, Mullins, Immortals, left, right, and Darren Center, Raiders by four. Pretty good. Uh, Alex Tay, two solid teams. But he's going with Penrith. He's a Preston Campbell fakes a field goal. Shifts the ball out to Girdler for the try on the death. You know, okay. again, respect for the for, for, for Penrith. Billy Rees is saying that the Canberra boys were getting on. I don't know why he said they're getting on as if they wouldn't have been getting on, but he decided that was something he needed to highlight. Uh, so he's gone with them to outsmart Penrith. Uh, Wouldn't be surprised if Billy Rees did a, uh, with respect to Billy, did a bit of a, a search of the respective ages. But maybe he's, but maybe he's presume, presuming that it's 94 Raiders still playing in 2003. Yeah, possibly. That's actually not Could bad, yeah. Andrew Barry's just—he's pretty much just paid homage to um, the O three side. Again, he said it was you know really good to see Girdler finally get a ring. Uh, but he's gone—he's gone with the Raiders there two by seven with a stick with a field goal. So get a ring, did he say? Yeah, Premiership ring. Mm. Don't like that. You say that? Or do you say that? Would I say that? Mm. Thank you. A premiership, I'd say. What was that for? Oh, just sorry. <laughs> Yeah, uh, oh, some social distancing, food, food delivery. Arrived, yeah. Oh, excellent. And then Slam JL at the end there has gone. Um, he's got Penrith in this one. Yeah, back row of Puller Tua and Nullavau uh, was something else. Was something else very mobile and hard ball runners. Uh, I think the increased number of interchange in 03 would favour the Panthers as well. Uh, strong bench of Waterhouse, Ross, etc. That's eighty minutes of go forward. Presto and Wesser. Uh, to cut them the shreds late in the second half. Panthers by 12. So, a lot of guys for the Panthers. So, we're going to give this one to the Panthers here. Um, which is a big call, you know, I've got to say. And I'm running a bit of a monologue here just because Pez has had to sort that food out. But, I mean, it's such a hot Raiders side. Um, yeah, I guess I sometimes must under undervalue that Panthers side. And which I've got to say, I don't. You know, like I, I really respect Craig Gower, Preston Campbell. The thing I would have really liked in this clash is the coaching uh, of John Lang up against uh, Tim Sheens. Like two guys that really liked to innovate, mm. use the football, yeah. uh, football. Pez is back here, so I can stop talking. Mm. Uh, who? Yeah. What? Any thoughts, Pez? I just like that. You're like, oh, the thing I would have liked is John Lang versus Tim Sheens. Like, you have to say the alternative thing is like, hang on, like Ricky Stewart and Laurie Daly. I don't have to say taking on, are taking you know, Brad Clyde are taking on you know, Craig Gower, Reese Wesser, a lot of these guys. And you're like, nah. I just like to see the coaching philosophies between the two. Uh, the thing I want to point out is, firstly, I really appreciate that the fans have actually landed on the side of the Panthers here. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say something, um, a few things that might. Well, they're, they're going to polarise a little bit, but oh, okay. these are my views. Uh, and and you're entitled to them. That's that's presumed because I'm saying them. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to just deal with the Raiders for a second here. Yeah. Canberra Raiders are um, 
in the conversation for the best club team in modern rugby league. You know, I'm going to say from sort of 1990, from Winfield Cup era, from Tina yeah. Turner era rugby league onwards, yeah. from almost, you know, white ball era. You should call um, that like 87 or something. Well, I... Well, no, because... Oh, I mean, no, because it's still a leather ball then. Yeah, till 90. I'll let you talk, sorry. Ball. Um, and, but, and I think that I, like my view is a lot of people think that they're the greatest, the Canberra Raiders, like 94, 94 Raiders yeah. stuff. Yeah, like that kind of era or whatever. Um, I think that the Broncos are the best, like, club side of the 90s. Mm. That, like, I think the Broncos knock over the Raiders. Uh, and in fact, a couple of months ago, actually, no, I don't want to actually, I'm a bit embarrassed to say. But no, come on, mate. Come on. A couple of months ago, I actually wanted to work out um, who won the most games and earned the most points in rugby league, <laughs> like two points from 1990 to 99. <laughs> and I went through every season and every like team that was in the running. And I well, found like premiership points. Premiership points. So like, I just want to, I basically want to find out if like, like where Norths was in that. Oh, okay. Right. And, um. It's actually was a bit disappointing. Like, Norths actually come in, like, fourth or fifth. They, they get picked by the Bulldogs um, in 99 because Norths, like, Norths had a terrible season. Oh, Norths come in fourth? Fifth, yeah. Fifth. I think because... Um, the Bulldogs would have been in front of them. Yeah. Saints but, might have been in Saints, Saints would have been in front of no, them. No, no, no. It was... Um, Manly? Yeah. Manly Manly were second. Saints would have been close. So They made three grand finals in the 90s, Saints. Oh, you were yeah, for premiership they, points. Premiership points, yeah. So that's this is the point. I'm just trying to get rid of the fact that Norse, you know, fell like, fell over all those times. But mean to. that's all right. Well, anyway, 99 Norse like um, won 10 games and got 20 points, and Canterbury won fucking shitloads, and then pipped Norse by like two points. So I think Norse still covered them for most of the 90s. But um, anyway, long story short, like Brisbane were ahead by a long way. Anyway, this is all about the Raiders, right? I think the Raiders like great era from like 87 to like 94, but even 94, you're starting to get to the end of it, and. Um, if you look at their season in 94, the Raiders, they finished third, right? Norths finished ahead of them and so did Canterbury. Mm-hmm. They also lose two semifinals um, yeah, yeah, in yeah. that weird top five system. Yes, yes. Uh, they, like, they win the comp. They and lose they have, to Norths and Canterbury. They have, um, yeah, well, they come third in, in the season proper is what you mean. They didn't lose to Norths in the semis in 94. They beat Norths twice. Oh, so they beat Norths twice. Yeah. They lost to Canterbury. Um, Sorry. Sorry about that, man. That's that right. wasn't that was unintentional. Well, then they beat, no. But then they beat Canterbury, so um, in '94. So uh, I think they were a bit fallible, the '94 Raiders. Whereas the Panthers in '03 were minor premiers, forty points, um, and like and beat all comers, mm. and they had their team together. I feel like the Raiders in '94, while they were a team of superstars, they weren't like a rhythm team with a particular structure or a way of playing or anything. It was just like. Quite attacking and Ricky Stewart pulling the strings, Laurie Daly, not to diminish it or anything, but I think the Panthers on a Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon or whatever out of Penrith actually do the job against the Raiders and they might even do it quite comfortably. comfortably. And the, the, be- the best thing I would say about the Raiders is that they may well lose that game in round 18 at Penrith Park. They probably still win the comp on the grand final that mm. they need to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the segment, mate. Like, and that's, that's, that's the segment. Doing, and that's you know? the segment. That's and why don't do. we finish off with for mine? Yeah. Couple of quick for mine. Couple of quick ones. Uh, do you want to read the first one out, and I'll pull the second one up? Uh, try my best to get it up. I mean, is this um? This is the uh, Ben Shine one. This is from Ben Shine. It was a pretty simple question that one, I think. And it's come into our um, it's actually come into our inboxes, hasn't it? Yeah. Our, our oh, DMs. actually, well, I've got the other one here. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll throw this one up first. Go for it. because uh, this is probably more for you, and I guess it's okay. a probably not a bad segue to this is from Slam JL. Uh, thanks for getting in touch. We really appreciate it. Uh, for mine, North Sydney should be back in the comp. Pezza. We should bring back some integrity, history, and a loyal supporter base that the game sorely needs. Thoughts, Pez? Well, yeah. You know, I, I I think, I genuinely think the Bears would be a good story for rugby league. And I, like, I'm absolutely um, hopelessly biased for it. But, like... Uh, I have not heard an argument against bringing the Bears back that isn't just rooted in like um, unvarnished uh, like dismissiveness around them just being a team of the past. I think mm. if you bring back North Sydney Bears or the Bears into um, the NRL, what you're doing is you're firstly reawakening 200,000 plus dormant fans um, and there's research that suggests that's the case. So you're immediately 
recharging or supercharging a fan base. You're also doing it in an area that is completely up for grabs now, particularly with the um, diminishing support for rugby union, um, all the way from North Sydney up to where, like Newcastle. I mean, you've got Manly in the middle, but you know, yeah. from there up to, to Newcastle, Newcastle Newy. there's so many rugby league people mm. um, between there. You have the um, North Sydney CBD, which is the third most um, wealthy CBD mm. in Australia. Uh, and so you basically have this amalgamation of history and future, and you've got a club that is willing to go to strategically viable places for the NRL as a brand and to and to partner mm. anywhere else. So I think if the NRL is looking to expand, you're going to bring in more people, more money, and a great story for the history, and I think it's absolutely a viable thing. you know. And I don't think Norse were ever so offensive a club to people as a foundation club that, you know, people would love to push him down other than Manly and who gives a fuck what Manly thinks. Absolutely. Great question, Slam JL. I can't find Benny's No, I got here, it mate. here. Got it here. Go for it. Um, it's quite a simple one, actually. So topical th- for what happened during the week, but uh, where does Alan Jones rank in the list of uh, Tigers coaches? So that was the question. And uh, just, well, you're probably best placed. Well, just straight up to answer the question, uh, he ranks equal 22nd. Out of? Uh, 28 coaches. So equal, he, he's equal 22nd with one other coach uh, at with a winning percentage of 36%. Do you know the other coaches? Um, I don't. Tell us. Wayne Junior Pierce. Junior. Yeah. It's so weird that he coached for like five or six years. I mean, I just think of Wayne Junior Pierce as like a golden boy of Balmain Rugby League Club, a bit of involvement in New South Wales Rugby League, a, a presenter right. for Channel 10 and the father of Mitchell Pierce. Exactly. You, you've, as a player, right? Mm. He coached 136 mm. games. For the Tigers. That makes him... Well, Frank Stanton uh, coached 152. Get your, get your mic over here. And then Norm Robinson coached... 100, he, it's, he's only... He's the top third. Like, he's top three. That's pretty hard to... Mm. I don't know. It just... I guess maybe mm. it was a weird time in the late 90s. Uh, it's a real shame. They just didn't really get mm. it together. But yeah, Alan Jones, uh, if you had to ask Benny Elias, mm. which he uh, gave an interview, I think during this week with Adam Hawes, uh, he would rank him as the second best coach that he ever played under. Uh, that was before, you know, Phil Gould uh, and other... There seems to be a lot of players, people. a lot of pro sports people, but pro sports men mm. that Alan Jones helped. And I don't think anybody can deny that. And there's a lot of people who go in and vouch for him. Also, a lot of people that Alan Jones denigrated usually tended to be women or people who couldn't defend themselves. Yeah. Absolute disgrace to public discourse. Thanks for joining us on The Hill this week. Uh, I speak for both of us when I say that. And uh, please continue with your correspondence. I hope you enjoyed us being eyeball to eyeball. We're only a few weeks away from being able to do that every week, but we have a few more pandemic-driven periods, periods, weeks to get through before we can make it a uh, permanent fixture. Until then... Thanks very much and uh, thanks for your patience before this has come out. We'll see you sometime next week.